And welcome back, folks, to the footyjumpers.com podcast. My name is Rob, and with me is my co-host, Lockie. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the footyjumpers.com podcast. So last week, we looked at Essendon, who are uh, quite a big club with a lot of history, but not a lot of jumper changes. Isn't that right, Rob? That is correct. Not a lot. <laughs> but um, So this week, we've got probably the polar opposite. We've got Frio, who a younger club, but they've had a few more changes with their jumpers, at least from a colour perspective. And um, I think it'll be good... Yeah. <laughs> they have done a bit. So I think that that'll be good to get into them. So how about we just start off with a little bit of an intro or a bit of a background on Frio, and then we'll jump straight yeah. into their little home uh, and away run. Well, uh, a good place to start anytime you talk about the Dockers seems to be to talk about the West Coast Eagles. Uh, <laughs> round two, 1987, West Coast Eagles played their first game in Melbourne. They played against Essendon at Windy Hill, and Kevin Sheedy said after the game, we really need two West Australian clubs. Now that they they played a you know some total of two matches, and we're already talking about then they can't just have one Western Australian team. You need two, and so mm. the push was on uh, to create a second West Australian team. Basically, from there, uh, the West Coast Eagles had, I think it was until 1992 that they had like a, um, what do you call it? Like you know a protection from any new clubs starting up. There had been talk that East Fremantle and South Fremantle were looking to merge and then join the AFL. Uh, So that never ended up happening. So what ended up uh, was, yeah, the Fremantle Football Club was formed. There had been a Fremantle footy club, but uh, that they'd gone out of business. I think they were actually fairly successful back in like the 1890s. But uh, they'd racked up debt, and so what they did was they just declared themselves bankrupt and uh, went out of business, and a new club started up not long later called South Fremantle uh, with the same jumpers and a lot of the same players. So they – yeah, that was – worked out well, worked out nicely. Uh, So that was (laughs) old Fremantle. Uh, They were – they're also called unions as well, so Fremantle and or unions. And then, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, they went out of business and, um, yeah, South Fremantle were formed not long later in the same uniforms, which is, uh, well, the the South Fremantle is in the West Australian pages on the website. And so I'll because of its link, I'll put the, um, the Fremantle, Fremantle Union, uh, jumper on the podcast page so you can have a look and see what they actually wore, which isn't quite what Fremantle wore as a um, heritage which recognition of that jumper, but uh, red and white chevrons mm. is how they described themselves. So with any of these clubs, so this Fremantle that we have in the AFL now is yeah. essentially its own club though? Correct. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not um yeah it's not related to that Fremantle club. It's not part of South Fremantle or East Fremantle. It's it's its own standalone club. Uh, so the as as I understand it, the and what they were originally thought of was that they were going to be the Sharks. Uh, Adelaide had rejected the name Sharks four years earlier, three or four years earlier. And so they'd started up in 91. And then 
this Fremantle team was like, oh, well, well maybe they can be the Sharks. But <laughs> they they ran polls in the newspapers on, you know, what is the most popular name for the uh, for this new team. And so Sharks, uh, from memory, Sharks came about fourth. There was the Mariners, the Dolphins, the Pirates, the Sharks. They also had the Doctors, the Stingrays. So they had all these oh, wow. crazy names, but realistically, the Fremantle Sharks, uh, as much as anything, because that's the um, the name of the East Fremantle team, uh, that was seen as something that they didn't want to do. You know, uh, And the other thing was there was this concept of making it um, – like a person, like having a person that they could represent it, like a human characteristic. And mm. that, as much as anything, was to do with mascots and something that, you know, kids could get behind. So it was just right. more difficult to have a shark mascot or a whatever, you know, or a bulldog. Yeah. They couldn't do a bulldog because, well, Western Bulldogs were already got that name and that's the <laughs> South Fremantle's team. So uh yeah, so Sharks is gonna be and then out of absolutely nowhere they came up with the Dockers. Yeah, that's how how has that one come about? Do you have any idea? Nope. I mean, it just seems um, like we've gone missing from having the Fremantle Pirates. Well I mean, um, that could have been great fun seeing a pirate dressed up. Too. Yeah, they could have been a pirate. It could Captain Feathersword sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. A little crossover yeah. with the wiggles. Just yeah. get the green one and the red one and the purple one. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. What's that? The blue one misses out or something. Yeah. But, <laughs> Backbench. Know, all, the, all the cross marketing ideas, you know, that well, <laughs> probably just kicking off in the early nineties, but they <laughs> that's um, true. Yeah, they had the Mariners and the Dolphins. In front, and yeah, out of nowhere, some marketing company came up with the idea that they were going to be the Fremantle Dockers based on the dock workers at Fremantle. Uh, so, yeah, so they then have, and I'll again put this on the podcast page so you can have a look at the initial uh, press releases, but they talked about the navy blue singlets of the the people that worked on the docks, uh, they faded to a sort of purple colour. And purple is also the mix of East Fremantle blue and South Fremantle red. And so all of that mixed together, purple was the colour that they settled on. And mm. then the red and green were port and starboard, which is the yeah. which is also out in Fremantle Harbour. There's a a green pylon and a red pylon for, um, yeah, port and starboard, and then white because, uh, well, that was the colour of the anchor, but that was also the colours that east and south shared as well. So that was how we came up with the the name. Well, I mean, mm. the thing is, you know, the purple that the they wear. If they'd um, if they'd waited probably five or six years, maybe they'd have been in high-vis orange and high-vis line. Yeah, yeah that's right. Workers. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That would look great, wouldn't it? The high-vis orange workers with the uh, the green and the red. Jeez. Yeah, well, that, the high-vis orange, they've ended up giving that to the Giants. So, yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah, so All that right. was the, so that was well, the concept. That was the foundation of how the Dockers got their colours, and then the first kits, nineteen ninety five. Uh, so yeah, purple, white anchor, port and starboard panels, and then they had an away jumper which was green with white anchor, purple panels, and then the red was just the collar and cuffs, and that was what they wore in their first game. Uh, yeah. And so, the um on these original ones, the anchor was a bit different as well, right? Like, do you know why the anchor that sort of anchor bit in the middle looks the way it does? It just yeah. it's a bit more flat and is it supposed to be more of following the more natural jumper design? No, it's just that what we're used to now is you can print anything in the sublimation printed jumpers. Whereas back in nineteen ninety five that was a knitted jumper. So that had to be something that a knitting machine could actually come up with. Uh, of course. That's why it's flatter and that's why it's not quite as, um, what would you call it, uh, detailed. Yeah, I don't know. You know? Yeah. It's got yeah. no like hard lines. It's made out of acrylic and, yeah, you have to be able to knit it. Uh, so not quite the sort of thing, you know, that your nana knits, but um, yeah. but all came off a knitting machine probably <laughs> Uh, I think the uh, when they first announced the colours, they they had them made by a company called Peerless, but I think Seekham might have made the early Dockers jumpers, and then mm. and now they're back to making them as their apparel manu- apparel sponsor, which is what it's called. Uh, they're back making them again now, and they've had a few different runs at different uh, different companies have been doing their stuff over the years. But, um, yeah, I think the original yeah. ones were Seacom jumpers. Uh, yeah, okay. Wouldn't have been till 99, 2000, where, you know, they started putting the logo on the jumpers and that was when they had Adidas. But, um, yeah, there's nothing specific to say who they had had before that. Yeah. Yeah, right, okay. So we've got... 1995, they're wearing this home jumper to 2000. There's yeah. not really much of a change, but that's sort of when we first get the more realistic anchor. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and so that's when they really went to the uh, the printed jumpers more than the, um, yeah, more than that flatter sort of style. Uh, generally, what happened was, particularly in the earliest days of the the printed polyester jumpers, uh, you would get, you know, on a hot day, they might wear the um, the the new printed jumpers because they were a lighter weight. Whereas, it, you mm. know, the cooler days of winter, uh, they probably wore the other ones. And then by the time they got to 2000, 2001, then, you know, it's, it's just the whole kit is being made by one company and... Yeah, like the first year, 2000, I think was the Adidas first year, and they printed them exactly the same as the anchor had looked. And then for the next year, that's when they went with an anchor that looks like an anchor. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's that's sort of how that rolled around. And then, uh, yeah, they they had that for, well, right up until 2010. So what's that, 16 seasons of the you know, the port and starboard panels. 
And then mm. 2011 was where they rebranded themselves, bought out a new club logo, bought out the jumpers sort of based on the heritage round, at least the look of the heritage round jumpers they'd been using. And and that's the one they still wear today, which is purple yeah, yeah, yeah. chevron. So, yeah, we say, well, they, you know, we'll talk about Frio and they've changed their jumpers a lot. From their home jumpers, realistically, they've had two. Yeah. So, yeah, they haven't, they haven't gone too hard. On, that's uh, right. Changing it too much, and then in the away jumpers. Well, the, that's where we get some. There is a yeah. bit here. So obviously that one we mentioned at the start there, the ninety-five to ninety-seven was the first jumper they played in. Yeah, um, this is where, where they, they changed to from there. Well, it went south quickly. The, look, some people love this one. It's <laughs> the, the ninety-eight away jumper was. Uh, it had, well, it had like GT stripes down the middle, so it was purple, but it had like a green stripe and a white stripe and a red stripe sort of outlining each one. Uh, the back number panel was that shield that all the Adidas clubs had, so um, Collingwood and Adelaide had the same sort of look, like it was a shield and your number and your sponsor went in the shield. Mm. And then on the front of it was this anchor that was sort of, tilted so that it was a sash but it was still an anchor and it was yeah i don't know it's it's the classic case of just because you can doesn't mean you should and i mean yeah. in, my, in my opinion and so same thing they wore it for for three years and then they changed it and i think they probably were onto something similar to what uh, west coast were which is you have your away jumper as something that supporters buy, it's got a limited lifespan, and at the end of that lifespan, you change it for something similar but different, and and that's what they did. And so, two thousand one, they brought out another jumper, and that's the uh, how would I describe that? Well, the the green and the per, the red panels are just they take up the whole of the side of the jumper. Yeah, and yeah, you've still got the anchor on the front, but it's not, yeah, the, the green and the red panels don't stop where the anchor stops. It just goes right down both sides of the jumper. So That's right. That's, yeah. yeah. It looks a bit like a, a flag, I guess. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. If if you said that was the flag of some African country, you'd probably wouldn't know. Yeah. Argue. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. That's right. As, as flags go, it's probably not a bad-looking flag. Namibia yeah, it looks, it looks a bit like the Gambia. There you go. Any, yeah. Anyways. And you could argue, oh, that's the flag of the Gambia, and a lot of people are just, yeah, right, no, rightio, yeah. Didn't know what it looked like, now I do. So, yeah. So, yeah. so, so no, the, the thing where with the Dockers and their away jumpers is they were probably the ones or one of the first ones to really commit to just a white, clash kit you know um a lot of clubs especially initially they would seem determined to have their away jumper as something unique and interesting but not necessarily all that far from the club colors and so yeah. oh, i mean realistically white is one of the dockers colors but but even when it was a very minor part of it um 2004 was the first time they had a white clash jumper and then they, uh, 2005, uh, white was the away 
and you know, and then they um, they wore that as often as they were wearing their, you know, purple, red, and green away jumper. And then 2006, while well, they just dropped the the away jumper, apart from the white one, you know, and white became their away colour. And yeah, so, right. um, 2008, they just wore like they wore purple at home, and then away they wore white jumpers, except when they're playing, you know, North Geelong and Sydney, whose jumpers are mostly white. Uh, so, yeah, they were one of the the first ones to really pick up the idea of uh, when we're at home, we wear this, and when we're away, we're going to wear something white, and, you know, it's not going to look like anybody else. And in doing that, it it's, you know, they sort of owned it a little bit, yeah, I I do remember thinking when that sort of oh four oh five and they came out with that it was it was kind of ahead of its time like the clean design as well or just the clean anchor white and purple and nothing else on it like I feel like they're probably about five or six years ahead of the rest of the comp in regards to doing that style. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's probably right. They were, um, and it reminds me of blokes like Car and stuff too. Who were great to watch. Oh, there you go. Yeah, the Car love punching blokes. <laughs> See, I, I thought of um, Jeffrey Farmer. Yeah, I was thinking Farmer. Reminds me of Jeff Farmer taking yeah. stickies on people's head. Um, <laughs> it also reminds that. me of Dean Solomon. The, the wider way. I feel like he's probably got blood on it. One one yeah. clip that I've watched of him. Had Cameron Ling's blood on him at one point. <laughs> That's probably um, the one. Yeah, I don't think of Dean Solomon as much more than an Essen player, but yeah, look, you're right. He, uh, he, did, he did finish his career at the Dockers. It's, it's definitely moments like that Ling hit that reminds you of what jumper they were wearing when they did it, sort of yeah, thing. Well, that's, that's true. <laughs> Actually, that was one of the last times until recently where the Dockers wore a purple jumper with white shorts. Because oh. white jumpers against Geelong, so that was one of the last occasions where they did that. Yeah, right. So yeah, they they've generally gone with the white jumpers out away and the um the purple ones at home, and so yeah. and just on the the committing to the you know purple at home, white away, um they've even done the same with their indigenous round jumpers, so. Uh, 20, well, I, well, sort of. When they started off, 2013, they had a jumper, which I think Michael Walters was the artist for, the who played for them. So oh, having said that, I'm going to look it up because all of the artists for the Indigenous, or sorry, it was Roger Hayden. There you go. Roger mm-hmm. Hayden. So, um, so Roger Hayden did the first Indigenous round jumper for them in 2013, and then 2014, 15, um, and 16, they had a, the white version. So back in those days, it was generally it was just one game. Uh, so, yeah. but then, you know, then clubs started wearing it more times. Yeah, you know, just to, um, well, give them the respect that they probably deserve. So yeah. then, from twenty seventeen, every time they've designed an Indigenous round jumper, they've had a purple one and a white one. And mm. uh, yeah, and then they've worn both in those games. Oh, sorry, in games through that season. So whether they wear, yeah, well, back when it was just one round, then they would also wear one later in the year when it was NIDOC week. Uh, so they would do that too. So yeah, right. yeah, so they've they've really been the um, the innovators of that. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And ever since that sort of big uh, company change that they had in, what was that, 2010, 11, they've really stuck to it since as well. It's just the simple white and purple home away and exactly. that's it. They just yeah. know what they're doing. It's just chevrons, yeah. white and purple away. And and that is their brand, uh, you know, yeah. and, and they look good in that. Uh, the The one you could add to that is they sort of changed those chevrons to form a 25 uh, in 2019 when it was their 25th year in the AFL. That looked pretty good. Yeah, that was so good. They had that logo on the back of their jumpers that year, and then that was the first of their retro round jumpers because they wore their first, like the purple with the port and starboard panels. Uh, they mm. wore that in 2019. Now, I think they were planning to do something in 2020, but then, you know, the world locked down and you couldn't get stuff made. But now they've had a retro round jumper every year since. And so I imagine they're probably going to do something similar uh, this year as well. Uh, so yeah. although having said that, they've, they're almost running out of jumpers to get yeah, you've, you've probably got two, two more to go through, two or three, and then you're out. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, you could yeah. do you could do the original purple haze uh, jumpers, which is purple haze was like a promotion that they had back when they had port and starboard. What they did was they just wore a purple jumper with the white anchor on the front, and then they tried to get everyone in the crowd to wear purple. And then mm. eventually, that became part of the um, Starlight Foundation promotion. I don't know if it was from the very beginning, but certainly from 2011, and that you know, it's a, which is a fair few years now, they've mm. had a, a jumper every year where they've put the Starlight Foundation yellow star on it, and then sold those for charity and stuff. Yeah, well, they they stepped those up a bit too as the years have gone on, right? I think the 21 and 22. Starlight jumpers are a bit more than just the star. It's more seems oh, designed yeah. for those and rounds yeah, as well. Because before yeah. that, it's just really the inclusion of one gold star Correct. on the regular looking kit. Yeah. So what they've done, uh, well, 2021, they actually had um, like the family of one of the, the kids that was impacted or it was you know part of the Starlight Foundation. Uh, so yeah. one of the, the family of that, Kid had a little had something to do with the design of the jumper or designed the jumper. Um, mm. I believe that's the case in 2022 as well. I think 23, it's basically it's just the Starlight Foundation logo um, that they've used in the jumper. So I don't yeah. know that somebody specifically designed it, but uh, yeah, but they've had that relationship now for well, that's 13 seasons. So, yeah, well, yeah, so good on them. Absolutely. What well, any other one off of note? I think the did we meant did you mention the first game at Perth Stadium jumper? Oh, I haven't. Have we discussed this one. This is something. Well, we haven't. We haven't discussed it. And realistically, when we get to our best and worst, we'll be discussing. <laughs> but uh, as you know, as we do. Um, yeah, you know, gee whiz. Was it the uh, was it one of the Austin Powers movies where they talked about freaking laser beams? <laughs> you know, this this footage has laser beams. Had, had laser beams coming out of it, and uh, laser beams coming out of the Perth Stadium, which yeah is 
famous for having LED lighting and um any rate. They had a jumper. Uh they wore it at the start of the season 2018. And um yeah, had laser beams coming out of it. And it, then it was the picture of the ground. It's right. Across the chest, right? I I think that's the thing I dislike the most on jumpers is when we try and when they use real photos and just lay them on the jumpers like that. I think it just looks horrible every single time yeah. that they do it. Yeah. If you want a picture of something, take a photo of it, put a frame around it, put it in your office. Yeah. yeah. It it feels like something you, you do you do in high school and you realise it looks terrible and your teacher tells you it's a bad idea, don't don't yeah. do that. And That's- then AFL clubs are just doing it every year. Well, we yeah, they were, I think. Well, they were when they found the tech. Of that, yeah. I mean, realistically, I've, I still feel that 2018 is too late to be doing that. You're right. It is. Yeah. It's it's a 2014, 15, 16 maybe yeah. um, sort of thing. It's it's the, hey, guess what we've got the ability to do now? We can put photo yeah. on. We can do yeah. photo on the footy jumper. Unreal or, tech. It uh, just, I don't know. It just took a few extra years to get all the way to Perth, I guess. Maybe, maybe, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they've that, well. I mean, that that's that's one of their one-offs. Uh, they had the gather round jumper this year, which looks like that might be a, a one-off. Well, I mean, certainly gather round's going to happen again. Uh, whether or not they do a new jumper every year, that remains to be seen. Um, yeah, they've got. They've had. I mean, they've had a couple of those money grab members the, jumpers. Um, one the gather round jumper. What did that one look like? Sorry, oh, that was black, black uh, chevrons. Yeah, so it's a very yeah. different look. That one, isn't it? Non frio color. Yeah, it really stands out. I think from their ones, like yeah. the 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 primary black with the purple. I don't know. Very different. From the whole Fremantle branding, oh, I guess. Certainly very different. Yeah, certainly very different. Um, yeah, because yeah, even with some of the other ones that were a bit different, they still sort of stuck to the branding, whereas this one it's just very different. hardcore. Yeah. 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 Very so, different, but it is interesting. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the others? Some of the others were the, well, we talked about just briefly here, the, the members type jumpers. They had mm-hmm. one where you could send in a photo of yourself and then – the little photos all became the numbers on the players' jumpers. So, oh, yeah. So if you had your face on Matthew Pavlich's jumper, then it was part of the number twenty-nine on the jumper was your little yeah. photo thing that you sent in. So that was a little bit funky. Oh yeah, interesting. Um, as I say, yeah. you know, they've had a couple of the foundation member jumpers and the. Um, uh, yeah, um, and all of these are really just the purple jumper with the white chevrons. They're just different little oh, yeah, things added exactly. into it. You have to get a sample of the jumper yourself. You have to get one of the jumpers and then search for it and see, try and find your name. And then you go, oh, there mm-hmm. we are. That was worth however much we paid for it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, varying degrees. Those sorts of things are also a thing of hopefully a bygone era where you sort of got to about 2015, 2016, and they died out. You know, we talked about Essendon did it once or twice. Yeah. Carlton did it. Collingwood did it. Um, Adelaide did it a fair bit, where it was all just names of people on a footy jumper. Yeah, it's a bit of a trend because I feel 
Some clubs probably feel like they have to do it if other clubs are doing it because you think you've got to be treating our members just as good. Yeah, well, but then the question would be, well, are we treating our members better? I mean, all we're doing Uh, is just coming back and asking for more and more money and then next year we need that money again. So, well, we'll just go back to the same members and get them (laughs) in their pocket again. Yeah, it's a a bit lazy. Yeah. A bit yes, lazy for sure. Well, um, I think we've probably covered about just about all the jumpers. Have you got any other ones you wanted to bring up? Uh, not really. No, I mean the other thing I was going to talk about was the um the heritage round, which is twenty years ago now that they had their first heritage round, but mm. they wore the chevron for the first time. They loosely based it on what South Fremantle had first worn and slash. Fremantle unions had worn, but yeah, wasn't the same jumper. It was their jumpers were imagine the purple and the white being the same width the whole way down the jumper, but only you know really thick chevrons. So, again, mm. it'll be on the website to give you an idea of what the original jumpers look like, but not terribly much like what the Fremantle jumpers have ended up looking like, but realistically they do look significantly better than had they have taken on that design. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm not saying they should have gone with that, but um, they've sort of invented the the three white Chevron look and it's become a classic look. It's become a part of footy, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And God, both Sydney, obviously, Wearing the, that jumper basically sometimes and and Frio before you didn't really see it much at all. And then you saw it popping in, and then now it's just the constant you know for a few clubs. And yeah, it's yeah, it is alright. It's interesting. It's it's clean, but I don't know. It's not not a whole lot going on with it as well. It's just three lines, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> so uh, that is so best and worst. If uh, you got a best. Uh, my best is probably the very first away jumper, 1995 oh, like to 97. Yeah, right. Yeah, I like it. I think as well that they wore those the first jumper. And for some reason, I just like the green as the primary and the purple just on the top there and the red around yeah. the um the arm. So it's not got that mismatch. Right. I like the just the purple on the top, green of the primary, and then the white anchor yeah. and i like the anchor doesn't look exactly like an anchor it looks kind of more like a footy jumper and you you're imagining that it would be an anchor yeah right yeah yeah just, <laughs> it looks more like an anchor than it does yeah <laughs> that's right and then uh, i mean worst i feel like it's got to be the perth stadium's first game 2018 yeah. the laser beams and the jpeg yeah yeah, I'll, yeah I'll, it's, I'm with you. I, I don't enjoy that no, completely agree. Uh, it's, it, well, yeah, it is the worst jumper that they've produced. It's worse, one of the worst of, I won't say it's one of the worst of all time. I mean, it's not, <laughs> not that bulldog no. jumper. Or I mean, yeah. Dep- thing, but um, it is, yeah, it's a shocker. That's and right. It's it's quite then, pathetic. Probably, you could also argue that it is a shocker amongst what is generally a reasonable quality. Uh, That's so, right. You know, they've gone with what looks like a footy jumper for a footy club and they've stuck with it and, you know, good luck to them. And yeah, so, that's for right. Me, so, yeah, I'd say the same. The worst is that thing with the 
thing printed on the front, the footy jump, a uh, footy stadium on the front. The Perth, yeah. For me, the best is actually the white with purple chevrons. And so mm. not, I wouldn't say quite the clash that they have now because now they've added purple sides to it. I was just happy to say, uh, well, the jumper they wore in the 2013 grand final, as an example. White, oh, yeah. Purple chevrons, collar and cuffs, the end. Yeah. And, it's yeah. a clean footy jumper, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I really like the the new rebranded Frio. I mean, I would still like seeing the anchor every now and then, but I do like the rebranded. It's very well, clean. Retro rounds coming up. You might see it one more time. Um, I hope. I yeah, hope so. We tend to. Tend, well, well, you know, say so they've tended to recycle some of their old designs. Yeah, that's right. Um. All right. Well, I think that just about wraps us up for Fremantle. It does indeed. It does indeed. So, thank you all for joining us. Thank you for listening in, and we will see you again next time. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. See ya.